Regarding the new year, I heard it said this. An optimist stays up till midnight to see the new year in. A pessimist stays up to make sure the old one leaves. <laughs> I don't know which one you were this year, but I, I know that many approach the new year in different ways. And regardless of how you approached it, if we are going to make this new year better than the last one, we really have to break the box of normal American Christianity and plant ourselves into this biblical Christianity that God is really destined for us in a powerful way. You see, when, we, when I talk about breaking the box, I want to be very clear. We're talking about breaking the normal, breaking the, the, this, this idea that we often have as to what we think God can and can't do. Whether it's through us or to us, we realize that there are some things that oftentimes in our lives, they are, they are among us, this kind of like what we feel like we should be doing. These things that are not necessarily the biblical things that we should be doing, but here's how I think God operates, and here's how I think God wants me to operate. And we stay in this box. We stay in this realm. And I want to talk about five ways to break the box in our lives. Who's with me? To break the box in our lives, we have to do several things that really help us fall in line with what it is that God has for us. The first thought is this, reflection, reflection. I like what Benjamin Franklin once said, we uh, be at war with your vices and be at peace with your neighbors and let every new year find you a better man. I'm going to say that again because this is, it bears worth repeating. Be at war with your vices and be at peace with your neighbors and let, let every new year find you a better man. Friends, listen, every new year, I spend time reflecting on the past, the past year and the great things that God has done and the great things that we've got a chance to accomplish as a church or just the things that God has done in me personally. And I reflect on those things and I look for the purpose and I look for the ministry and I look for how, how you know, maybe in the elements of how was I a good father? How was I a good husband? And maybe how I could be a better father and how I could be a better husband. And I don't need anybody to tell me I could be a better husband. I don't need anyone to tell me I could be a better father. And I sure don't need anybody to tell me I could be a better believer. Because we all can sharpen the tools in our lives. But here's what I do understand. I do understand that a lot of times in our lives... We often don't understand how much of a box we box ourselves in. The way that we put ourselves in this idea and, and every year we, we, kind of, we kind of don't understand how important it is to, to look into more about what we can do better to honor our God and honor our Savior. I also take the time out to write down things. I have, I have journals that I write in. Some of them are, are uh, journals where I'm taking notes from different speakers or that I take with me to events where um, I, I see some amazing people um, speaking, whether it's at a men's conference or whatnot. And I love to be a part of those, not just the speaker, Adam, but also be the one that's sitting there just taking it all in. But then I also have those, those, uh, those, that journal that I write in and I write in some things in my life that are going on. 
And can I tell you something? When you when you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, write thoughts down. Write these thoughts down that the Holy Spirit gives you. The Holy Spirit has never given you a thought that he wanted you to waste. The Holy Spirit has never given you a thought that he wanted you to pass by. And so I invite you to make that a plan for the new year. And I believe that January should be a time where we take in this natural born again aspect, this born again approach to purpose and renewed destiny, to to take this born again approach to um, what God didn't do last year. Why can't he do it now? Why can't he do it this year? And so reflection is very important. If you don't journal, can I encourage you to do something? Go ahead and take a, a pen and pad and Take a buy a two dollar journal at a, at any place. You can go to five and below or something like that, a Target, and get yourself a book, a just a lined book, paper, pen, and just write down some of the things that God is speaking to you about. I can't begin to tell you. My wife will begin to tell you as well. How many times I've said, man, I was I was I was praying this morning. Lord, show me this. Or she would share with me some thoughts that I'm like, man, you need to preach that. Those times that you spent with God, those times that you spent with the Holy Spirit and let him feed into you and you write those thoughts down. I can't begin to tell you how many sermons I've written just from those times with God. Good, good things. If you don't normally journal, friends, can I encourage you? Journal. Write things down. Make it plain. Hebrew, uh, Habakkuk 2 uh, chapter 2, verse 2 tells us, write your vision down and make it plain. And what is he talking about there? Well, he's talking about there's times that, that there's, there's things that God has dropped in our lives that we need to understand that God is ready to give you more. But we oftentimes don't even write it down. Write it down. Make it plain. Let God begin to show you that he is still speaking to you. He is still speaking to those, uh, those of you that really want to hear from God. Reflection in the presence of God allows the ability to catch revelation. Did you get that? Reflection in the presence of God allows the ability to catch revelation. Man, that's a good word right there. Because there's revelation that God wants to give to you about about yourselves, about other people that God has given you. Now, he doesn't give you this so that you can go on Facebook and drop people's business out there. I, I've, been, I've been one to, to, to receive words from people and I go right to them. I say, listen, God has a word from you. Are you ready to receive this word? And I encourage you to go ahead and do that. Let God speak to you and through you. And when God speaks to us about an area of our life, he wants us to change. Then our desire to fulfill a goal is rooted in something much deeper called obedience. Anybody ever felt like you had a, a rest, you had to wrestle with obedience? Anybody ever felt like you had to wrestle with being obedient to God's call in your life or what he's called you to do? We've been there. I've been there. There's times in our lives where that obedience is a lot bigger than it seems to be. But when God speaks to us about an area of our life, he wants us to change. Then our desire to fulfill a goal is rooted in something called obedience. Reflection and revelation produces results because it transforms my motive for change. What's your motive this year? What's your motive this year? So the first thought is reflection. 
How do you break the box? Well, you got to reflect on this new year. You got to reflect on what God had did last year and say, you know what? God, show me new things this year. Show me powerful things this year that I never imagined possible. Who's with me? If you're with me, give me a shout. Give me an amen. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a heart. Give me something. You feel something that God is in your heart right there. You need to reflect on that and reflect on that revelation because there's something great that God has for you. And oftentimes, what we don't even look at the motive for the new year. What's your motive? Your intentions. What are your intentions? Do you just want to come um, uh, another part of 2020? I want nothing to do with 2020 anymore. It's done. It's gone. Just like I didn't want anything to do with 2019 when 2020 came. Just like the, the year before that, the year before that, because I was done with that year. And all I wanted to do is reflect so I can make the next year better. The second thought is simply this, not just reflection, but repentance. Speaking of obedience right now, let me talk about this for a moment because repentance is absolutely foundational in the freedom that we have as believers. Repentance is a, is a very uh, daunting word for some people because they don't realize how important it is that repentance plays a part in seeing the move of God happen in our lives. No revival has ever taken place without people repenting. All the awakenings that, that you've heard about, read about in your Christian history books, all those awakenings happened because people got on their face and they said, God, I can't do this without you. I need your word. I need your promise. I need to repent. Don't ever think that somehow the power of God's going to be displayed in your life. Don't ever think for a moment that the power of God is not going to unfold in your life without genuine repentance, without genuinely repenting. What is repentance? Repenting is a turning away from, a turning away from yourself, a turning away of your habits, a turning away of your normal, normal life. The normal things that we do, whether it's disobedient or just basic stuff that we we kind of deem as, ah, this is just normal me, God. Can I tell you something? There's no such thing as normal you. You were never created to be normal. You were created to be different. And so don't ever think for a moment that it's okay to be normal. Because normal is what got us, uh, got us here in the first place. Normal is what got us in trouble at the garden. Normal is what got us in trouble with the Tower of Babel. Normal is what got us in trouble, uh, even as the, the people of God were leaving Egypt. Normal, they wanted to be back to normal. They, they found God in the desert and they wanted to be back to normal because things didn't fall in line with their idea of comfort. Friend, I want to tell you something. If the area of your life in which you're seeking to change has any sinful component in it whatsoever, it needs to be addressed spiritually. That means that coming before the gracious and the loving God that we need to, whose kindness leads us to repentance, taking full responsibility before him. If that doesn't take precedence, friend, 2021 will not be better than 2020. It won't be. Friends, 2021 is destined to be great. If repentance is at the forefront of all that we're doing, that's why we're starting 2021 in, 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 in prayer, in 21 days of prayer. I invite you to, to, 
to go to our page and, and sign up for one of those days to pray that the next 21 days, now we're in day three of, of 2021, but and the next 19, 18, 17, as we look at all the different days that we have remaining for this, for this 21 days, whatever it is that you have, give it to him. Don't let any components that, that, that pull you away from God linger in your life. Because it's the lingering of the lust, lingering of the labor, of finding a way to, maybe if I could just earn my way. That's the lingering of the labor. If I could just earn my way to God's approval. Friends, you can't earn your way to God's approval. But if any linger of lust is in you, for pride, sexuality, things that are not of God, whatever it is, that is not pleasing God. Can I tell you something? If those things linger, you will not walk into the destiny in 2021. It will hold you back. It will play with your mentality. It will play with your, your destiny. You don't, want, you don't want sin to be at the forefront of what you're doing. You, you want the Holy Spirit, don't you? I know I do. So let me talk about this for a moment. Sin causes our hearts to shun and push away the very things of God that are helpful and instead invite destructive behaviors and embrace the destructive world and the worldly mindset into our lives. Friends, it is the word of God that brings life more abundantly. It is the word of God that brings life. Repentance leads to results because it ushers in the grace of God and allows us to grow and move forward. Amen. How many believe that with me? Number three. The third thing that breaks the box. Are you ready? Resolve. What is resolve? Here's the bottom line regarding change. And what I've learned in my own life. I only change what I want to change. I only change what I want to change. And take the story of the man at the pool. Let's look there for a moment. If you would turn with me to John chapter 5. Forgive me, I have an itch on my nose right now. John chapter 5, beginning in verse 1 to verse 9. John chapter 5, 1 to 9. And it reads like this. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. Friends, did you hear that? 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and he learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him this question, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? When Jesus saw him lying there, he asked him a simple question, do you want to get well? And, you know, you could look at that and go, what are you talking about? Of course you would want to get well. But, 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 but let me go on to, to, to read verse 7 to you. He says, sir... The invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. 
Oh my goodness. We could all make excuses, don't we? We can make excuses. We can say, you know, this, that, and the other. Can I encourage you? Not everybody's going to make and, and carve a path for you. Not everybody's going to open up a door for you. Not everybody's going to move and part like the seas for you. You're just going to have to get up and get it. You have to get up and get it. And so what did Jesus say to him? Get up, pick up your mat and walk. Verse eight. And then in verse nine, he says, at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Friends, Jesus asked them a simple question. Do you a simple question? Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? The principle is simple yet profound. My breakthrough is in direct relationship to my want to. I'm going to let that settle in for a moment. My breakthrough is in direct relationship to my want to. Your breakthrough is directly connected to your want to. Come on, somebody. Type in the notes right now. Get up and get it. Get up and get it. Man, that's some of you, that's your theme for the new year. Get up and get it. Get up and get it. You want something from God? Get up and get it. Say, God, I want it. I'll pray for it. I'll pray through it. I'll fast through it. Get up and get it. Come on, somebody type that in the comments right below. Get up and get it. Get up and get it. My breakthrough is directly connected to my want to. Do you want to? Do you really want to? Not that somebody else want to. Did you pray about it? But do you really want to? We need to ask the Holy Spirit to instill within us a deep conviction. A deep conviction that leads to lasting change. Resolve leads to results. Decide that today I'm going to get up and get it. I'm going to get up and get it. I know in my life. There's been times where I can make excuses. This person has done this or that person has done that. I know in my life, there's times I've had to get up and get it. Nobody was going to do it for me. Nobody was just, nobody was going to study for me. Nobody was going to pray for me. Nobody was going to, there's times I, I believed in something that for myself that nobody else believed in me. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. Maybe you find yourself believing for a great career that nobody else believes you for. Get up and get it. Maybe you're believing for healing in your body. Nobody else tends to believe this high with you. Get up and get it. Maybe you're believing for your marriage. Get up and get it. Maybe you're believing for a financial breakthrough. I've been there. Get up and get it. When I'm saying get it, that doesn't mean just do good works and don't believe God for it. I'm saying pray like it's up to God only, but act like it's up to you. I'm saying go out and do both, not either or. But my goodness, don't you forget that you have a God. If you're a believer, you have a God who is more than able to do what he said he would do. Let me say this with you, number four. Let me say this to you, number four. The fourth way to break the box is relationships. This is key. This is, this is huge. Are you ready? God designed us for biblical community. Man, it kills me not to be with my own, my family right now, my, my freedom family right now. 
It kills me not to be in the room and see your faces and see your children running around the church and see them uh, in the foyer and, and, and creating all the wonderful arts and crafts that they do back there with our wonderful Freedom, freedom Kids teachers. It kills me that I got I to gotta come to you live from my office here at my home. I love the fact that I get to talk to you. I love virtual. I love that I get to do this. But I, I want to be with community. I want to be with people. And that actually helps me to grow in my faith. And it helps me understand where you are and pastor you properly. And so our honest and transparent relationships are huge in understanding how to break out this box. Somebody type in the comments right now, I'm going to break the box. Come on, I'm prepping you for my, my response here today. I'm going to break the box. Because genuine friendship, genuine encouragement, genuine accountability are essential to our growth as believers. How many believe that with me? How many believe that, that, that the only way we grow, the only way that we do so is that we, we mark ourselves with genuine relationships and friendships and encouragement in our lives? Who is that one person or maybe two or maybe three people that you have in your life that you can count on? That you trust enough to be transparent with. That you trust enough to have to sharpen as iron sharpens iron. Proverbs 27, 17. The key to relationships is, is that biblical community. And the key to biblical community is deliberately going after real, genuine relationships. Real, genuine relationships. So let me recap here. I got five, but I want to recap for you. Number one, reflection. Number two, repentance. Number three, resolve. Number four, relationships. And number five, responsibility. Responsibility. Get moving. Get started. Take that first step. That, that, that man at the pool of Bethesda there in John chapter five, Jesus had to egg him on. Come on. Get up, take up your mat. And I'm telling you the same today. I know 2020 for some of you, it felt like 2020 punched you in the face so hard and you felt like you were not going to be able to get up. But I'm telling you, get up and get it. Get up and get it and take responsibility for your life right now. Get moving, get started and take that step. Be intentional. Start small, but start now. Start small, but start now. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians 3.16. Let us live up to the knowledge we have already obtained. Did you get that? Let us live up to the knowledge we have already obtained. You know, you're responsible for the knowledge you already obtained. You're already, you are, you are responsible for the things that you are given every single day of your life. Every single time God gives you revelation, you're responsible to act on it. Every time God gives you a breakthrough, you're responsible to act on it. Act responsibly right now, but do it right now. Be intentional. God simply says this, live up to the wisdom that God has already given you. That's exactly what Paul is saying. He simply tells us to live up to the wisdom that God has already given us. And I don't know about you, but there's times I don't feel like God has given me wisdom. I feel like I'm just kind of getting through it. 
And then there's other times where I'm like, wow, I could not have thought that by myself. It was only the power of the Holy Spirit. Truthfully, sometimes the battle isn't knowing what to do. The battle is just doing it. How many know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? You ever felt like half the battle is just getting up? Half the battle is just opening up your Bible? Half the battle is just saying, dear father or dear Lord. Sometimes just opening up your mouth and praying. You don't even know how to start. Whatever you do, start small, but start now. 2021 is not going to give itself to you. You're going to have to go out and get it. But that, I'm not asking you to do it alone. I'm asking you to do it within the context of relationship. Let the Holy Spirit help you to have resolve, to repent, to decide in your life that you are every bit the believer that's powerful, a powerful believer to do exactly what the Holy Spirit said you can do. So let's decide to get started. So here's my challenge to you today. Let's decide to get started. Let's decide to keep moving as a body of Christ. And hear me, if you're a believer in the house, I'm talking to you for a moment. Hear me what I'm about to tell you. Private responsibility leads to public results. When you start to privately be responsible for all the things that God has given you, you will publicly show results. I bet there's some of you right now that you're saying to yourself, you know, people don't respect me or people don't follow me or people don't understand me. Can I tell you something? If you were to bury your face in this book for as long as maybe you watch TV or for some of you teenagers, for as long as you play your video games, if you buried your face in this book and just said, God, show me the authority of Jesus. Because that John chapter 5 passage I just read to you just a few moments ago, that's Jesus being authoritative in a man's life who needed it. He asked them, do you want to get well? Not, not should you get well, but do you want it? He got right in his face. Can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit wants to get right in your face today and say, how badly do you want 21 to be better than 20? How badly do you want to see the new year full of breakthroughs? I know I'm ready for it. Who's ready for it with me? I am so excited. And I'm so excited that this new year is going to be a great year for you. Can I tell you something? The enemy's not going to hand you 2021. The world's not going to hand you 2021. But you can pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and guidance. Understanding and insights. And there's nothing in this world that's more insightful. And no one in this world that's more insightful than the Holy Spirit. Can I invite you right now to ask the Holy Spirit to invade your daily prayer life? If you, like I said, if you did not sign up for one of the 21 days or two of the 21 days, morning, noon, and night, can I invite you to do that right now? Uh, Rebecca Cook, my assistant, she is going to be putting out there on the, on the group page people for, for people to sign up. And she already did. Some, some of you maybe already signed up digitally. Can I invite you 
Be deliberate. Go out and get it. Go out and get it. Because this new year is going to be a great year for you. Let us live up to the knowledge that we have already obtained. The stuff that God has given you already, the insight, the, the, the knowledge, the understanding. He didn't give it to you so you, could, so you could say, hey, look what I got. He gave it to you so you can use it. Now let us live up to the knowledge that we have obtained at this point in our lives. And so what is it about your private life right now that needs to be um, kind of left before God? What is it that you want to go before God about? Because I believe there's nothing more important than your walking in divine destiny that God has designed for you. And so I want to pray over you for a moment. And so uh, those of you that we will, uh, we will be having um, that prayer time, we want to be able to pray with you. So I want to go ahead and do that. Can I ask you to bow your heads right where you are? Come on, all of you right now online, just bow your heads with me. Every single one of you, I want to pray a prayer over you. Father, I know that you have called us out of darkness into your wonderful light. I'm asking you in Jesus' name, God, would you allow your Holy Spirit to to just open up doors for those individuals right now that are watching online and listening online. Father, for those of you that are on right now, um, Father, for those that are on right now that, that just sense that there's something more, God, I pray that you would, your Holy Spirit would speak to them in powerful ways. I know some of them have just sensed that there's, there's something more and they, they can't seem to break, get that breakthrough. That, Lord, let them realize that that breakthrough doesn't happen without obedience. And so may they walk in obedience. In Jesus' name I pray. May they find themselves in the power of your Holy Ghost today. Father, I pray that you would break the box in their lives. That they would break the box of normal American Christianity and that they would move into biblical uh, Christianity that, that, that just calls for results. Father, I ask you, let the world see the Holy Spirit move among his body. And I release right now into the atmosphere the power of the resurrected King. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.